What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 221 of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast here for NFL Wednesday, the Wednesday before Christmas. Tom, how you doing, pal? Hey, man, what's up? Good to talk to you. We're, we're starting to really iron out this Monday-Wednesday schedule. Uh, special guest towards the end, Will Smith invited himself on the pod, so... Oh, that he did. If he's going to invite himself on the pod, that probably means, knowing him, he's going to brag a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll be looking forward to that, I suppose. Oh, you know what? There's there's nothing that makes me jollier, Tom, than a Cowboy fan around this time of year celebrating the NFC East title that's inevitable and to correspond with a month from now when they lose in the playoffs. And I'm oh. just hoping he's as eager to pop on then as he is now. Oh, I, I, I'm very happy. And I just, I'm happy that he's going to have it on wax this time because we can go back to it any time and play it when he denies. I might just favorite this podcast and listen to it when i'm feeling down or in a, in a mood i uh <laughs> and play it back and then have it again this will be part one and then part two when he's uh when he's forced on after a cowboy loss it'll be great yep absolutely all right you ready to dive into the games let's do it man we'll start with last thursday in an overtime thriller the chiefs beat the chargers and the game that really i mean the chargers had every reason to win other than just traditional chargers Listen, man, I, I love Brandon Staley. I think he's done a really good job there. He's getting a lot out of that offense. But you go for it five times on fourth down, a couple of them when clearly it, it, it's not looking bright. And, you know, they had this game one. If they kicked a few, a few field goals, it's over before Travis Kelsey scores the touchdown in overtime. What would you take away from this game in addition to that? Yeah, I think – I think the Chargers need to put some points on the board. They need to reevaluate their quote-unquote analytics. Because um, sometimes points are better than, than going for it, especially when you're facing the Chiefs that can score at will, um, even given their somewhat down year. Um, and that's pretty much what I took away from it. This Chargers team is a, a good team, not a great team. They have a great quarterback, which can elevate them. But sometimes you got to take the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and he did everything he needed to do, I mean, for the most part. I, I just I, – I, the thing I hate the most about the analytics, and obviously we'll talk about Harbaugh later on, but the analytics have given coaches basically a default where you can't argue with them, right? Where he says after the game, nope, this is the way we want to play. The numbers say that we go for it here, and we're, this is the kind of team we're going to be. Well, the kind of team you're going to be is one that loses because <laughs> you don't take the sure points. And I understand the Chargers have a long history of struggling kickers, and they have a great quarterback. But come on, man. I mean, it really felt like after the first two times, he was doing it just to be stubborn. And, you know, the definition of insanity is. Yep, uh, absolutely. Um, I definitely do. You can ask me that in, on the golf course any time. We, we say it all the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but the analytics thing, it's like an argument that I don't think we're ever going to win. Um, it's carried over to football. It's definitely there in baseball, and we scream about it, especially being Yankees fans, um, all the time. So I, I just think it's a it's an unfortunate evil, I suppose. Uh, they they do a lot of good, but again, I'm all for them. Listen, I'm not right. You know, but we talked about Buck Showalter and how he's embraced the new age of baseball, but he's still going to bring some of that old school. And I think you need to have that that happy medium and that mix, um, not only on the baseball diamond but on the football gridiron as well. And and you know, going for it, what was what did you say five times? I, I five don't times. see a mix there. 
because if they kick one field goal, this game's over. For sure. And again, my whole point is, and I get it. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I get it what the numbers say. But then you kind of got to look at the game and be like, all right, we're playing the Chiefs. They can score any time. I'd rather win in the regular. I'd rather win in regular time than go into overtime where we may not even have a chance to put our hands on the ball, which is exactly what happened. For sure, uh, my my biggest point is you saying that that hey we're gonna do this and it makes us tougher. It doesn't make you tougher. You going for the fourth down on all these on all these opportunities does not make you tougher or more hard nosed or more aggressive. It kind of makes you dumber if you continue to not do it. You're going That's home how coaches out. find their way out of jobs. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that there needs to be more of a balance to it, uh, kind of a nuance. And the best coaches do it the best because they tie the analytics, which every team has a department now, to the feel for the game. And some of these coaches that are just hard-nosed, like you said, with their head, with the, uh, with the Chargers head coach, it, they're, they're just making the wrong decision. And they're looking stupid out there. And they, they have no feel for the game. Stupid is the perfect word. And Vilma uh, and Vilma cost them this game. Vilma on the Rosillo pod had a great point. It's like he he didn't want it to come off as you've never played the game, but it's like what he meant to say was you've never been in these situations. Not that I have. Um, and sometimes you got to take it on a situational basis. Like sometimes it's kind of like playing cards or whatever, where yeah, the odds say this, but you also have to treat every single bet and everything as an individual. At right, a certain no, point. It's a perfect analogy, and I heard Velma too. He he was dead on with that. And you know, the other thing that doesn't get talked about nearly as much is, okay, you're you're saying how much you support your offense and how much you trust your offense and your and your franchise quarterback. That's all well and good, but what they don't talk about is how you now don't trust your defense and you're not trusting your special teams and a kicker, with whether he's good or not with whom you're going to have to rely on at some point to kick you some extra points and field goals. Mm -hmm. So the constant taking the ball away from the defense's ability to make a play and away from the field goal kicker is just going to put more and more doubt in their minds. Because shit's going to get a lot tighter in the playoffs, as we know. Yeah, and if this game could have knocked them out of the playoffs for all we know. And we've seen them do this. But let's flip over to the other side real fast, Tom, before we move on down the line here. The Chiefs are really rolling. They're finding ways to win. They're putting up points again. Um, what are you taking from the Chiefs? Are they back to the kind of that team that you are you feel really good about trusting to run the table in the playoffs? Yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, I think I said that a couple weeks ago. Uh, I take them over pretty much any team in the AFC. Yep. I, I just wasn't sure if this game and this outcome, you know, changed your mind at all because, again, they should have been beat. Yeah. No, I mean, they figured out a way to get it done, and, and that's just what they do. That's what that quarterback does. That's what that head coach does over the recent years. So I, I, I don't worry about them. They're 10-4. and four. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it. Everybody's poo-pooing the Chiefs. They're having a down year. They're 10-4. and four. I know. Well, you know how it is. Is Everybody wants style points and the two-time reigning AFC champs, and everybody wants them putting up 40 a game and – winning 44 to 14 every week and it's just not how it's just not how real life football is played moving on down the line tom we only got one saturday game because the browns raiders was postponed to monday but the colts beat the pats kind of a surprising result uh 27 17 the pats have been as hot as any team in the nfl but kind of 
the Colts are kind of right up there with them in another great game for Taylor. And I can't believe they won this game because Carson Wentz, I think, what, completed 12 passes? Yeah. I mean, this is how the Colts are going to win with their very, very good defense and an excellent running game. And thats I don't think that's going to translate in the playoffs because at some point your quarterback's got to make a play. And I'm just not a believer in Wentz, but they're definitely going to make the playoffs based off of the run game and the defense. Um at some point, you need a quarterback to make a play, though, and I'm not, I'm not confident in that. Um, but they may, over the next couple weeks, be able to take a stranglehold on on their division. I don't know if the Titans have it wrapped up at all. I mean, the Titans still have the Niners and the Dolphins, which are two games they can lose, and then they finish off with the Texans. Yep, tough loss to the Pittsburgh this week. But listen to this, man. So Jonathan Taylor has eight 100-yard rushing games this year. In those games, the Colts are eight and zero, and you know how many wins the Colts have? Eight. <laughs> yeah, isn't once, that wild? Once they started letting them cook, I mean, I don't see them stopping either. And again, I, I don't see this team going anywhere in the playoffs. They were favored in this game, so I guess you could say it's an upside just because you know you expect the Patriots that are quote unquote back. I don't even have to say quote unquote. They pretty much months. are. Um, I but. Again, the Colts are the Colts are a very good regular season team. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs because that arm, the Wince, It's not even the arm of Wince. It's the it's the it's what's inside the helmet of Wince. Yeah, for at sure. some point, at some point, he's going to revert back to what he is, which is a gunslinger that can't can't really sling, and his decision making is terrible. The decision making is terrible, and he's and he misses throws too. It's yeah. he misses ones that are even relatively high percentage throws. For the Pats, I don't take a lot out of this game. They got beat. Uh, Mac Jones did not play well. He's played well for the last two months. This is a game that they're going to look back on. It might have been the best thing that happened to them because now they get to play Buffalo again this time in New England, and I expect them to have a pretty successful end to their season and and be ready for the postseason. No doubt about it. All right, Tom, we'll talk about the two locals and Will's Cowboys that he'll wax poetic about. <laughs> I mean, they beat my Giants 21-6 in the most lifeless game. If you're not a Cowboy or Giant fan, I have no idea in what world you would be watching this game. And The Giants put up six points. Uh, Mike Lennon is maybe the worst backup quarterback I've ever seen. But the Cowboys only put up 21. There's really nothing to talk about with the Giants. They fucking suck. But the Cowboys only put up 21 points. It was 15-3 at the half. This team doesn't look great on offense, man. Obviously, we see what they're doing on defense. I don't care about the depleted Giants. The Cowboys' defense has played well, but that offense is not looking good whatsoever. No, it's not. But do we feel like more they're just doing what they have to do and Dak will step up, or do you think there's an issue here? Oh, I think there's an issue. I mean, he it's a calf injury with him, right, that he suffered after that Patriots win. So he's not looked good after that calf injury. He's not running the ball nearly as well. He doesn't have that accuracy that we saw from him in the first, what, seven games of the season. I definitely am a bit concerned. I mean, this is a team that with the weapons that they have, and they were all back for this game, they should be putting up a lot of points, especially against the Giants defense that's not all that great. So I'm a little concerned. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. He, uh, if he has time to get healthy, I think he'll be okay, and I think that offense will get a lot better. They just have too many weapons out there. But if this injury lingers, again, I don't care how great your defense is. If you don't have a quarterback that can get it done in the playoffs, you're not going anywhere. Totally agree with you. Uh, I'm just looking at him, and it's he's clearly not the same player that he was 
the first half of the season. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a Kyler Murray where if you get an injury, it kind of lingers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean the calf is – if you have a calf injury and you're compromised with that, it's it's very hard to play at the level you want to play at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next game, this one will be quick. Uh, Dolphins beat the Jets 31-24. to Zach Wilson got off to a really good start. What did the Jets have, a 17 to nothing lead? Yeah, Some, you had a lead at the half. Something like that, and then uh, and then the Jets do what they have to do to get that pick, which I'm happy about. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, I talked to a Giants fan today that was telling me Zach Wilson sucked, and I was like, okay, fuck you. Um, you know, <laughs> Danny Dimes is so good. Um, but, uh, you know, what is my argument there? Well, you don't have one. I think it's, I think it's fair that... The only argument is it's too early, right? Yeah, that's really all you can say is that it's too early. He's been hurt. The team blows. You Offensive don't know about the sucks. offense. Yeah, the OC. We have no idea how he is as a play caller. And Wilson's figuring out how to play. I mean, let's be honest. That competition he played against at BYU last year was not all that good. So I think there's a lot of variables here. I'm certainly not giving up on him, but it's also – it's not. You can't say it's too early to say that he's clearly looked about as bad as any of the rookie quarterbacks, and he's got to play Trevor Lawrence this week, who's looked equally as bad. Yes, and that's going to be quite an interesting game for two teams that suck real bad. Moving on to the Titans-Steelers. Um, I mean, this Titans team, they're, they're totally different without Derrick Henry. Tannehill is not the same quarterback. Um, and, uh, I mean, this... This AFC North, everybody's still in it. I mean, Tom, they they had over 200 yards rushing. Yeah, I know. That Tannehill threw four picks. You're not going to win many games like that. And that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. He's like a different human being without Derrick Henry on the field because he is is an Alex Smith on the Chiefs-type quarterback. Like, he can lead a team to a playoff victory when Henry's in the lineup. And it's like it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A hundred percent. And this team, this team is right up there with the Bills, with a bunch of others where you could tell me that they won and, you know, went a couple rounds in the playoffs or that they got blanks in, you know, week 18 and, and couldn't even make the playoffs. It's, it truly is. You have no idea what team you're getting week to week. Yeah, and this was this was an all time brutal week to watch football. I'm I'm glad I did my Christmas shopping on Sunday, because um, <laughs> it, it was a tough week to watch. Happy, listen, if the NFL is listening, happy to have the games on Tuesday, and uh, and Monday. But it, it was still better than watching most things on television. But it, it's it, it was bad. Really hard to watch. Really hard to watch that game and. But, hey, I just give so much credit to Mike Tomlin. Him as a head coach, how this team never quits on him. It's remarkable. They're, they have no business being where they are. Yeah, he's – I mean, the fact that they were talking about firing him last year, any team should scoop him up in a heartbeat. I would take him. Please. Yeah, pretty please. Oh, I would love him on the Jets. I mean, come on. He's, he's just – he commands so much respect. He's just the ultimate – He's the ultimate football coach. If they ever let him leave, it should simply be because he wants to leave, not because they're forcing him out the door. Um, moving on, we got the Bills. They took care of the Panthers. Not much to say in this game. The Bills certainly were getting right offensively towards the end of that Tampa Still Bay game. Still don't have a running game. 
at all. They still don't have a running game. I mean, listen, they beat a bad team. They won the game. They're supposed to do that. But, again, they, they don't have – and Vilma, again, was all over them for not having any running game at all. And you need a balance. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's what all these guys are trying to say. If you don't have a quarterback that can win you the game, then you're not going to go deep in the playoffs. And if you don't have a running game, you, you need that balance. We've been talking about it all year, man, and it's it's so lopsided that at this point they're resigned to it. They don't have another way to go, so they're just going to continue to play this way. So they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Texans beat the Jaguars 30-16. to Trevor Lawrence is, I don't know if Urban Meyer just took the life out of him, but that team looks really bad. He's bad, man. He's bad. Yeah. For, I'm not saying forever, but right now, this year, 2021, he's bad. Yeah, and they really need to focus on that rehire, or that new hire. Yeah, the new hire. I... Whatever direction they go, better be with the only focus in mind, making making sure his confidence isn't destroyed. Absolutely, uh, a surprise here: the Lions beat the Cardinals thirty to twelve. Um, and I mean, the Lions for a team that we were looking at going zero and seventeen. I mean, they've got two wins now, and they they're not that bad of a team, and they play really hard for Campbell. You know. It's so funny doing these every week because we've definitely said on several occasions that they're not that bad, but they find ways to lose. And Campbell's had some really bad mistakes that have cost them games as a first-year coach does, compounded by the lack of talent. And you have the Jared Goff jokes. But I see something, Tom, with him and that team that I just wish we could get a monicum of with our head coaches and our football teams. You said it perfectly. They play for this guy. Every game, every play, it, and there's just there's nothing like that that we see from the Jets and Giants playing for Salah or Judge. Nothing. No, it's it's just pure, not literally nothing. Just pure blah. Um, yeah, and I mean this team doesn't have a hell of a lot of talent, but they do go out there and fight for them. Um, but you got to look at it from the other side, really, because the Lions obviously sure. don't matter with two wins. Um, I mean, the Cardinals, they go from the class of the the NFC to just, like, obviously I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I I don't see them even making it out of the first round if they keep this up. Well, Bill Simmons said on his podcast with Cousin Sal, he said that uh, he wants to call Kyra Murray Mr. October because he's great in October and as December rolls around, you know, he has a real hard time either A, staying healthy or B, playing well. This is an inexcusable performance by a team that is way too talented to have something like this happen. And you, this is where the questions of Kingsbury really come out, right? When the team's facing a little adversity, they lost at home on Monday night. Quick turnaround, you go play in Detroit against a bad team. There was no focus from them from the get-go. Very good front runners. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is a bad, bad loss, especially as... You have the Rams now seemingly figuring it out, and you've got San Francisco on a roll. Uh, moving on down, the Bengals beat the Broncos 15-10. Ugly concussion for Teddy Bridgewater. Hope he's all good. The Bengals needed this game, and they got it. Yeah, they did, and and they are playing Baltimore this week, I believe. Yep. Um, and this, uh, this is the week that's going to make or break that division. You're calling it right now? Yeah, I mean they're playing each other. They're, you know, they're tied for the lead. 
Um, I don't know who wins by tiebreaker right now, according to NFL.com. The Bengals are ahead of the Ravens, so this is this is what's going to make it right now. And we don't know if Lamar's playing, and I don't know if it really matters because I think the Ravens have looked pretty much the same with Hudley. They have, yeah, for sure. I mean, shit, man. Let's just talk about that now, and then we'll go over the 49ers game. Let's let's talk about those Ravens. They they lost thirty-one thirty on yet another two-point conversion attempt at the end of the game for the win. I thought they hung in there, and, and Huntley looked like he belongs, and I really believe that they have a good trade asset if they want to use it. I agree with you, and going for it on that one, I I have to agree with what Rasilla said, where you got to treat it as an individual situation. You're the lesser team on the road, go for it in the because uh, it's always going to favor the better team in overtime. So I listen a couple weeks ago when they went for it, I can hear your argument, but this one I understood why they went for it right there, and it was a good play call. Just got sniffed out. See, I disagree. I actually thought the play call wasn't the best. I, I thought going for it was fine. I thought they could have run a little bit better play. Obviously, really good job by the safety there, cheating, and he knew it was coming from a mile away. But I thought they could have done a little bit more motion, maybe changed it up a little bit for a play call uh, or play design there, that is. But, Tom, I- I'm with you. I don't think it was a bad decision to go for it. The only thing I'll say with a team like Baltimore is, even though you're facing Aaron Rodgers, you do have Justin Tucker, and Huntley had been playing well. If you have Justin Tucker, I think you have a little bit more reason to go for overtime. I agree, but then it kind of goes back to that what happens if we don't get the ball thing. Right, right. Hey, this is the team they're going to be. And the one thing I will kind of cool the Jets on is when the the mics are picking up Harbaugh asking the players, you want to go for this, guys? You want to go? Of course they're going to say yes. Name me the player in the history of sports. As I was like, nah, man, I'm good. Nah, let's go for the tie. <laughs> let's run yeah. it for the tie. Yeah, nah, stupid. It's stupid. What do you think of the Packers right now, man? I mean, are they Packers are they're fine. the best team in are they the best all, team in the NFC or NFL? I mean, you're getting to the point now where you can say that this is the team to beat. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I sell, Give me the Chiefs all day, every day. Um, but I, I do think that they are the best team in in the NFC. Um and they're they're missing they're missing um, their their number one corner they're missing their number one pass rusher and they're missing a few key offensive players including Bakhtiari who's a million time Pro Bowler and when they all come back because they're slated too I think that this team is going to look a heck of a lot better. Yeah, Tungin's the only one that's out for the year at yep. tight end. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. This team looks like they're finally ready to pop you know, past that NFC championship game. And they've got number 12. who's was a bad, bad man. Uh, good win for them on the road against the Ravens. And like I said, Huntley, he's, he might find himself on a good team if Baltimore wants to get some draft capital. And by um, the way, real quick with Aaron Rodgers, oh, yeah, he made the whole stink in the off season. I mean, it, it's not like they have Jets or Giants talent. Like they put a, a lot of players around him. I don't really see what his complaints are. It's the organization. Yeah, sure, but, I mean, they're doing everything they can here. Well, not according to him. They I mean, I guess maybe talent. they shouldn't have taken Jordan Love, but aside from that. I think that it's it's been years of, you know, just they could have done a lot of other things in selections where they, where they didn't. And, yes, they have talent around them for sure. Obviously, you got Devontae and a handful of others, but 
Rodgers is also the kind of quarterback that elevates a lot of those guys. I don't know how good Valdez Scantling would be if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, yeah. not a knock on him. He might be fine. But I think it's just, hey, I, I want more say in the organization. You don't give it to me. Take my successor without telling me. Like, no, nah, fuck you. This is his last dance. We've talked about that. Yeah, we'll see. All right, moving on to the next game. And this game was a representation of the entire weekend. Uh, in a nutshell, I watched damn near every snap of this game. Saints beat the Bucks nine to nothing, and after this game ended, it was just like I mean, I had a lot of fantasy, couple fantasy players going, couple I was facing. Uh, the big dogs, Greenwich big dogs, are moving on to the championship. Um, of course, and it's if I go back to back, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be oh, a major problem. You're gonna be insufferable yeah that's all i'm gonna say i don't like to i don't like to celebrate before the ball goes through the net as i like to say um (laughs) so the 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 opponent texted me today and said hey do you want to split the pot before we play and i said nope i'm gonna run it through um i'm looking to go back to back belts here um so you know if i if i don't win if i only get the second place pot that's all right with me. I'm, I'm looking to run it through to the end. The big dogs are running heavy right now. Um, back to the back to the NFL game because no one cares yes, about my please. fantasy team. Although, listen, if there's a general manager job open, I should probably be a major candidate. Listen, just get back to the Saints game. Um, I don't care what the Saints did. I mean, they seem to have Brady's number in the regular season. They, they Cam Jordan is an absolute beast. They really know how to rush him and, and put a lot of pressure on him. From the Bucks side... I'm more concerned about um, not what happened on the field. I, I guess I'm more concerned about the injuries. Losing Godwin for the year was brutal. Leonard Fournette uh, got a hamstring. He's going to be out probably to the second round of the playoffs. Mike Evans gets himself hurt as well. Um, and then Gronk was getting the shit kicked out of him the entire game. Tom Brady is like looking around like, where are all my guys? Yeah, no, they, they're dropping like flies in this game, man. And it, it has the makings. I'll never count Brady out. But this this team start is starting to have a little bit of the makings of that last year in New England team where, you know, they're playing really well through the year. They're coasting. And then as the season's wrapping up, it's like, okay, wait, this team has flaws. And wait, this team has injuries. And shit, who's their best target right now? And who's the guys they can rely on? I mean, they're moving heaven and earth just to bring Antonio Brown back because Lord knows they don't want to. Um, I don't want to count them out, but, man, they have not looked all that impressive. They should have wiped the floor with Buffalo. They let them back in that game and needed a Perryman touchdown in overtime to seal it. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't see them anywhere near the favorite in the NFC, even with Brady, just because this team is decimated around him. For sure. Uh, I still like that defense. I, I, I still do. think it's good, but there's a lot of – there's a lot of you know cracks in that armor. And Tom, real fast before we move on to all the other rescheduled games and the regular Monday night game, uh, went over this because you segued us perfectly into the Packers Ravens. But the 49ers beat the Falcons, and right now the 49ers are kind of doing their best Colts imitation. Nobody wants to play them. Yeah, and they're they're going to make the playoffs easily. I think. Yeah. Um, Debo Samuel, baby, he's got seven rushing touchdowns. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, he probably should have made – I mean, they announced the Pro Bowl rosters today. He probably should have made the Pro Bowl as a running back. Um, I mean, this defense is really good, and I think we're finally starting to see the Niners that we wanted to see all these past couple years in in the second half of this season, and nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. 
No, they look a lot like the 2019 iteration of the of the 49ers that went into the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. They're they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Obviously, we don't need to say a word about the Falcons. Um, we'll move on to the first rescheduled game, which is Raiders Browns from Saturday. They moved it to Monday with Nick Mullins, quarterback at the Browns. Raiders found a way to pull this one out, 16-14 on a walk-off field goal. What'd you take from this one? COVID ran through it pretty badly. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Nick Mullins was the quarterback on the other side. Hey, he put him in position to win. He threw the touchdown with like a minute left. He's not a bad player, man. I mean, back when he was on the Niners, people were saying he should get a job. I just want to know, you know, you said how you should get a GM job after what you've done with your fantasy team. Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm are the Giants' backups. You had to trade a sixth-round pick for Joe Flacco. I was going to say, if you're not going to talk Nick about the Mullins Jets, I am. Nick Mullins is a third-rounder, or a third-stringer, uh, third rather, for this team. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, you don't have to say much else. There's probably a Good lot. Good win by the Raiders. I mean, come on. Cam Newton's starting in the NFL right now. Jesus Christ, he's done. Yeah, oh, he's been done. And I'm not even pushing for Mullins to be a starter, but how in God's name you know, do you look up and down the league as some of these backups and say that Nick Mullins shouldn't be the second stringer on a lot of teams? No doubt. Um, but this was a good win for the Raiders. Carlson's walk-off field goal. I know that they're done, but you know they're, they're showing a lot of fight and resolve. I, and t- I'll tell you what, man, Derek Carr's earned a lot of points this year dealing with the adversity he's not dealt with. Not a good He's a legit leader. Yeah, and now that Gruden's gone, I think he's probably their quarterback. I, I would not move off of him no, if I were them. Not at all. If I'm the new head coach, I'm definitely going to ride with him. Uh, another another terrible game. This one was two nights ago as well. Tough. To, it, it's just like the Vikings and the Bears. First of all, the Bears just suck. And Maggie so got really mad on the sideline. I had the TV on mute. Um, I don't even. I think it was because we had the Monday rundown and I forgot to unmute it. But I was like, "Why is he so angry?" But it was over the dumbest thing. It is what it is. Whatever. Um, the Vikings beat the Bears seventeen to nine, and the Vikings were just literally stuck in neutral the entire game. It was it was a terrible game to watch. Kirk Cousins had eighty five passing yards in this game, and and I feel like ninety percent of that was to uh, to Justin Jefferson who had a touchdown in this game. Thank God. Because he's on my team. <laughs> Might as well have been uh, the guy that you should be going to. And yeah, dude, the Bears suck. And the NFL, please, for the love of God, going forward next year, stop putting the Giants and the fucking Bears in primetime slots. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody should have to watch. As fans of the teams, we should not be forced to watch them in standalone action. No, you, you should be able to change the channel. And, and Eli, Eli and Peyton in these games can only do so much. They haven't even been doing these games. They shouldn't, but I'm saying. <laughs> they haven't you know, been doing yeah. Even if they were. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I know they're hallmark franchises, the Giants and the Bears. But you know what? They've been bad for a lot longer than they've been good. Just because you've been around for 100 years doesn't make you worthy of these time slots. The Bears are fucked. And, you know, I do think, I do think Fields is going to be a decent quarterback, but Maggie's a bum. You got to get rid of the GM. Um, let's move over to the two Tuesday games because that's what we got. Eagles and Washington moved to Tuesday after their COVID stuff. And uh, the Eagles won 27 17 because uh, 
Derek Gilbert started at quarterback for Washington. Yeah, decimated. But the Eagles looked really good, and I think they're going to beat the Giants this week. And, I mean, Hurts, aside from that wacky turnover, that can you say that's his fault, though? No, no. I mean, it, 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 felt, it literally hit Goddard in the hands, and then somehow he clipped it with his ankle, and your boy Landon Collins got a pick. I, I think that... I think that Jalen Hurts can be a starting quarterback in this league. He said he sucked. He kept winning games. He was awful against my team, and he's been good since. I don't know if he's a long-term starter, but I know he's good enough that he should get more run. Um, they got weapons, too. I mean, they. this was a game they had to have with all the problems Washington Jalen Smith's had. a bad man. Oh, very, very this is a good team, man. I mean, I'm petrified of them, you know, going forward, especially with the draft capital that um, that Philly has. Then the last one, Rams beat the Seahawks 20 to 10, and the Rams were once again the beneficiaries of one of the worst and most egregious non-PI calls that I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know how they keep getting away with this. Maybe McVay's giving a little scratch to the referees. I really don't know, but I mean, like, what the hell is going on? With Russell Wilson, is he just completely checked out? It's a good question, and it's a loaded one, too. I don't know. I keep making excuses for him because I know what a ruptured tendon in the finger is. Well, you're also trying to be nice because he might be your quarterback next year, and you want to... Well, it's not that. I mean, I would be jumping through hoops. I mean, right now, my starting quarterback is out with a neck injury. Anytime that you're talking about an injury to the spinal cord is not necessarily ideal. Um, and Russ has the track record. The team around him isn't great, but it's good enough to put up more than 10 points. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it he's still got weapons. You know, he's got Lockett. He's got Metcalf. Point. Those are two two top wide receivers in the NFL. And, I mean, I don't know. Rashad Penny showed out last week, and then he did nothing this week. And that defense isn't terrible. I mean, Bobby Wagner made the Pro Bowl. Dude, they only gave up 20 points. Yeah. it's all Honestly, it all falls on Wilson's shoulders, if you ask me. I mean, he's he's earned that, right? He If he's going to get all the praise when that Careful wins, here. You don't want to hurt his feelings now. Oh, I don't think he has to worry about me. Listen, again, I will be more than happy to take him. And his, he could have nine fingers, and he'd be probably better than what we currently have. Um, but good when the Rams are you know slowly starting to figure their shit out. It was an ugly win, but they'll take it. Yes. All right, well, that wraps it up for week, what was it, 15 of the NFL season. We will be right back, and we're going to have everybody's favorite Cowboys fan on, Will Smith, to, uh, I don't even know what he's going to talk about, honestly. He forces way on the I pod. Have, I, 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 I have an idea. Um, and then uh, and then we're going to make our picks, and Will's going Will's gonna to join us on that one. All right, everybody, we're back with the number one Cowboys fan that has never been to, probably never will go to the state of Texas, much less Dallas. Will Smith, how are you, buddy? I'm good, dude, and it's uh, it's all about superstition, so, you know, I don't have to go. When my team's doing good, I don't have to go. Hey, Sean, yeah, how you doing, plenty, bud? They've won plenty of Super Bowls since you haven't been Oh, down. God, here we go. It's going to get contentious. Yeah, so, what, I mean, what's next? You, Gary Sanchez, we're going to bring him up? Yeah, well, you know, when Sean's team hasn't won more than five games in the last six years, you know, he has a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Will really uh, Will was kind enough to remind us that he won the bet at the beginning of the year. I don't even remember what the bet was, but apparently he won it. Um, so, 
Willow, Sean owes Will 50 bucks. So Sean's a man of his well, word. 20, I know. 20, uh, 25 to me, 25 to the CEO. Sure. I'll, I'll, uh, if we can give all the 50 to you, that's all right. You want it all. I just, I find it interesting. Will always remembers these bets unless he loses them. Um, Correct. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not a good Sean? reputation to have. No, it's not. But that's, that is what it is. Um, We've been talking about having Will on to wax poetic about the regular season Cowboys. I'll keep underlining it by calling them the regular season Cowboys. Um, so I, I guess I'll let you go, Will. No, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not – I wouldn't say that I'm happy because our division is terrible, as it is every single year. But um, you know what? We locked up a playoff spot the other night, and I'm happy about it. I'm happy to play in a first-round game and then lose. Like we usually do. Okay, but, Sean. Whoa, he's sounding um, realistic. He's sounding almost resigned to it. They've broken him down. Listen, I yeah. guess once Will hit the big three zero after these couple of years, he's starting to wisen up. I mean, the the uh, you know if the Cowboys could figure out their offense, which has been terrible for the last four weeks, their defense has been playing unreal. Absolutely, and Sean can attribute to that last game. I mean, obviously, I have Mike Lennon, but you know. Dallas's defense is Parsons and Diggs and Brown and Lewis and Lawrence and Gregory. It's it's a good bunch there on defense. Dallas's offense just needs to figure it out. If they figure it out, maybe they can win a playoff game. I'll be happy with a win. And then losing the divisional round. So I'll what do you what are your as a Cowboys fan, what what are your concerns? Is it is it all Dak? It's gotta be all Dak. It isn't all Dak. It's we need to start Tony Pollard over Zeke. Mm, okay, I, I, I would agree with that as well. But but you but have Zeke to. Is, go Zeke ahead. hasn't gotten over fifty five yards in the last six games rushing. Are they getting fourteen carries? Are they not? Are they not starting Pollard because they're just scared that the floodgates are going to open on on Dak and that he just can't block? Is he that bad at blocking? I mean, I don't watch. Yeah, he's not Ezekiel. That's one thing I'll give Ezekiel. He's a very good pass blocker, but. Tony Pollard leads the league in average rushing, like uh, average per attempt. He's yeah, averaging he like 6.9 yards per attempt. He's dealing with an injury, too. Yeah, exactly. He had, uh, I guess the Giants, he had like eight carries for 79 yards. Yeah, no, he, he's he's explosive. He's been great all year. I, I guess my biggest question, Will, is, is Dak going through kind of a slow stretch where he's kind of nursing that calf and he's playing? Or is this something that we're going to be seeing the rest of the year and into the postseason with him? Like, can he get revert back to the form in which he was playing at the first, you know, seven weeks of the year? So my, my whole thing with Dag is I don't think it's the calf. And there's been a lot of, like, third and threes that they call a pass play that I think Dak's just afraid to run because he's going to get hit. Well, I, think after, that part, I, I do think that's part of the calf, too. He, he doesn't uh, he wanna, also had a major. He doesn't want to blow that out. He also had a I major mean, he had a huge, He had a major injury. I understand that, but at some point, I understand you have an injury. But at some point, you have to put it in the back of your mind and be like, "My team needs a first down right now." Even Agreed. if I slide after four yards. If you're, it's like that Derek Jeter mentality. If I'm playing, like there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse because there's been multiple third downs in the last probably five weeks that we end up punting on fourth and one because Dak throws a short incompletion when he could have ran for six yards and gotten the first down and slid, but he's afraid to run. So you saw it perfectly in the um, Atlanta game. Granted, it was a blowout, but it was third and two on like the four-yard line, 
and he had a wide open lane to the end zone. He was hesitant, and then he barely made it in the end zone because he hesitated. So, needless to say, sorry, Sean, given your prediction of the Cowboys losing in the first round, I don't think you're going to see this offense turn it around. Right, Will? Well, yeah, Will, I mean, I guess I'm going to ask you, I'll I'll kind of play off of what Tom just said there. Like, what do you think is going to be the thing that damns them the most? Is it going to be Dak being compromised? Is it going to be Zeke not running the ball the way that we want? Or is it going to be the legend of Mike McCarthy and the clock management? I mean, Sean, you said it perfectly. It's basically all those things. Yeah. The way that Dallas succeeds in the playoffs, their defense has been playing well, and this is the best defense I've seen in Dallas probably in the last eight years, maybe. Micah Parsons is a problem. You know, Diggs is a problem. And then you have those other guys on the defensive line and middle linebackers and secondary that are ball hawks. But what it comes down to is time management, playing Ezekiel Elliott because he makes $60 million instead of Tony Pollard, who we've seen over the last eight weeks, who is 10 times more elusive and gets six yards a carry on his bad runs compared to a one-yard carry from Ezekiel Elliott. So it's all about the – that's that's what I see is Dak – In fairness to Zeke, though, he is known and he still is getting those tough third-down yards, um, you know, from the games I've watched with them. I know he's not racking up the yards agree. total. I agree with very, that. He's but... very good at getting those – he's very good at getting those conversions that you need to keep a drive going. I agree with that, but I, you're I, also I, stuck I at those which... tough Sorry. third downs yeah. because Zeke's on, on, on first and second down is is getting a yard, if not stopped in the backfield. See, this, this is – and, like, I will give credit to Sean where credit's due. This is where the Dallas Cowboys need to make a change. When the Giants were good – Ahmad Bradshaw gets six yards on first down, and then you bring up Jacobs in third and one, he gets you six yards. That's what it should be. Uh, Tony Pollard gets you six yards. You bring Zeke in in third and one, he gets you five yards. Zeke shouldn't start the ball in the backfield, and then it's second and nine. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe Pollard can get you those six yards in second and three, and then you have the whole playbook open. Right. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, I mean, the successful teams are always the ones that are able to – you know, have those second and threes or third and ones and not, you know, already starting from behind the eight ball because in the playoffs, the more of those kind of slow starts on drives you get, the less you're going to have of them and you're going to be playing from behind a lot. Exactly. And then, you know, Sean, you watched the game on Sunday. Daniel Jones plays. That's a different ball game. That's not a 21 to six ball game. That's probably a 21, 17, 21, 20 last second field goal for the Cowboys to win that game. Yeah, and they would still win. But I, I certainly am I, – I watched that game, and I was not at all impressed with Dallas. I was honestly only watching it from a Dallas standpoint because Mike Lennon – I mean, the only thing you would – I mean, obviously it's Mike Lennon, but the only thing that you're impressed with is, is like a fan that's not a Cowboys fan is the defense. Yeah, really, well, Mike Parsons. They, yeah, they play defense from all three levels. I mean, well, you, you detailed it. They, they wreak havoc on the quarterback, especially um, Lawrence and Parsons. They have a really good secondary of guys who can not only make plays on the ball but pick the ball off and then do something in the open field. And their linebackers are really not bad either, and they make tackles in the open field, which a lot of good teams do. So they're one of them. Yeah, I mean, the Dallas. if Dallas turns it around offensively like they played in the first six weeks of the season, they're a tough team to beat in the playoffs, regardless of who they play, the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, 
Cardinals, whoever. I think I think if Dallas be. if Dallas can turn it around offensively like the first six weeks, the thing that is going to kill you guys and the reason why you're not a Super Bowl team and the only reason is your head coach. A hundred percent, because like you looked at it, and Sean watched that game. You have forty three seconds with a timeout, and you settle for a field goal. When you had twelve seconds left on the ten yard line, take one shot at the end zone. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. If you don't, all right, settle for the field goal then. But then he waited for the clock to go down to three. And let's kick a field goal. Instead of calling a timeout at 14 seconds, I have two shots at the end zone here. I have Lamb, I have Cooper, I have Gallup, I have Dalton Schultz. Yeah. You know, Will, it's funny. Tom and I spent the first part of this podcast talking about analytics, particularly pertaining to uh, Brandon Staley and and the L.A. Chargers. You know, Mike McCarthy is the anti-analytics, and there has to be a marriage. Tom was talking about how you have to be able to blend the two together. And he's so old school and so, well, this is what the situation calls for for the first, you know, 98 years of the NFL, that that's what I'm going to do. He's not taking those shots, especially when they have a lead. Now, if they're playing anybody other than the Giants, that might have come back to bite them. 15-3 at the half is nothing when you're facing a good team. I mean, you saw it in the Chiefs game the day, the week before Thanksgiving that McCarthy settled for on a fourth and one when you're already down 6 nothing to the Chiefs, who are obviously the Chiefs. You're going to kick a field goal to be down 6-3. You're down – you put in Ezekiel, put in your uh, left tackle to play line – I mean, to play uh, fullback like you have been and get that first down at the uh, 18-yard line. But, no, we'll settle for three because we're playing the Chiefs. We'll keep it a close game. Like, no, that's not how it works. And, I, you know, I was saying to my brother the other day that part of me wants, obviously, the Cowboys to go fly in the playoffs – but a part of me also wants Dallas to get embarrassed in that first round. McCarthy gets fired, and Kellen Moore becomes the head coach. Mm. Interesting take. I, I think the team would be a much different team with Kellen Moore at the head, especially if you hold on to Quinn as your defensive coordinator, who's done a great job. Um, I'm not opposed to that. And, and But the thing is, it's like Jerry held on to, to Wade Phillips so long, and then he held on to Garrett so long. Is he going to fire him? But that's the thing, like, you know, I mean, with technology and the money Jerry has, he'll probably be alive to, like, 2062, but, <laughs> like... Modern technology, it, shout out. Still, you know, he wants to win a Super Bowl. Like, you see what Kellen Moore does on offense? Like, yeah, he makes some questionable play calls, but some of the play calls he makes are unbelievable. Like, if he was a head coach, you have Dan Quinn at D.C., you know, even if he's calling the plays as a head coach, I think he can handle it, even though he's, like, my age. Like... He, he can handle it. Well, he keeps talking about wanting to win Super Bowls, yet he contradicts that with the people that he brings in to coach the team for the most part. And that's that's just his flaw. And, and like Tom said, he's very loyal. That's what the history has shown. If you get to the playoffs, you win the NFC East, and if, especially if you win a game, he's coming back. Yeah. And, like, right now, Dallas sits at the two seed. It's not going to stay like that because we'll lose a game to either the Philly the Philadelphia Eagles, or we'll lose to Washington or whatever. We play Arizona still as well. But we're going to end up playing the Rams at home or Arizona at home or something like that. Can you? I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas got blown out. I wouldn't be surprised. No, but I also think Their defense will keep them in the game, the though. Is. You know? Yeah, but also, like, the, the whole point about the Giants game, like, yeah, we won 21-6. to You know, we dominated defensively. That game the time of like possession was basically equal, even though the Giants had four turnovers. Yeah, that game should have been forty-one to six. You guys should have dominated on all facets 
Um, yeah, that, that's the whole point. It was basically equal on time of possession. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm glad you're looking at it that way because if you were looking at it like this is a year, I, I'd be really nervous for you. Um, Sean, let's let him make his case for uh, Micah Parsons' Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, go for it, Will. <sighs> Defensive Rookie of the Year, 100%. Oh, That's, no doubt. That was set in stone probably six it. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but Defensive Player of the Year, there's a lot of good defensive players. T.J. Watt, when he's healthy. He, he's unbelievable. Miles Garrett, obviously. But Micah Parsons is a problem. You have a guy that's a middle linebacker playing defensive end, and he still has 12 and a half sacks this year because Lawrence missed eight games and Gregory got suspended, missed four games. Like, he, like the whole thing that we talked about, me and Tom talked about before, like MVP in basketball isn't the best player. It's the best player to his team. Like how Julius Randle was when the Knicks made the four seed. Like if there was no Julius Randle, the Knicks don't make the playoffs. Yep, I but wish he could play the like most that this year. Valuable person to that side of the ball. If there was no Micah Parsons, the Dallas Cowboys would be around thirty points a game. Yep, and I think the yeah. thing that that sold it for me, and it's been played on every highlight reel, was that play where uh, somebody got picked and he ran and he instinctively that was knew. The Giants. To go yep. to the, to go to the pylon and, and defend that play that was a wide open touchdown and that that right there sold it for me because listen if you're a good pass rusher and you can do that great but the fact that he can also defend and have that instinct to go out there and and cover that play which obviously was a broken play I mean he's he's my guy yeah I mean he he's been great and if he got the defensive player of the year he deserved it obviously but like. You look at it, and obviously I watched a lot of hard knocks, and I don't know if you guys did when the Cowboys were on hard knocks, but he ran a 40 against Lamb and Cooper and beat them easily. And the Oof. guy outweighs them by 50 pounds. No, he's a monster. I mean, the, the only question of him out of Penn State was his character because he had some things surfaced that were not really that ideal, but he said he learned from them, and he's obviously been great there um, with his with his character too. And he's just so smart. Tom, you mentioned the instinct that he has. I would have no problem with him winning Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, Watt is you know right up there too. I'm just glad it's not Diggs because Diggs is a ball hawk, and I give him a lot of credit. He's a converted Diggs wide receiver is, from Diggs, Alabama, Diggs is, but he's yeah. not a great corner. He's not a great corner. He reads routes well. Yeah, well, and he also he has when the he ball can't skills. read a route, it's a burn. He has the ball skills that a lot of corners don't. I mean, you look up and down the league during the course of a Sunday with how many sure interceptions there should be. But, you know, you play corner and not receiver for a reason. Diggs was a wide receiver at Alabama before they turned him into a corner. Mm-hmm. So he, he can actually hold on to the ball and then knows what to do in the open field. But he's not a, it's not like he's a lockdown, you know, Richard Sherman in his prime cornerback. Yeah, but that's that's what is good about the Dallas defense this year. And obviously, you know, Thomas knows I know like the – like the Bows about him. But the Dallas safeties have been amazing this year. DeMonte Casey and, you know, Devon, uh, Donovan Wilson when he's been healthy and Malik Hooker when Donovan Wilson's not healthy. So um, Diggs knows that he has help, so he can jump these routes. If he jumps and miss, then a seven-yard game is a nine-yard game because one of the safeties is there to make the tackle, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what something Dallas hasn't had in years since, like, probably Roy Williams was a safety. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, again, we're, 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 we're repeating everything here. 
the only reason why the, the Cowboys aren't going to go far, it has nothing to do with their defense. It's their head coach, and it's their offense, which is seemingly in in neutral right now. And Dak needs to step up to the plate and start taking taking the cookie when it's there and running. Um all right, boys. Well, we got to listen. Win or lose Dallas Cowboy game. We had you on so you could wax poetic about your about your Cowboys. Now we got to have you on after a playoff game. Uh, well, so keep we that need Venmo commitment. open, buddy. Well, you know, uh, just send it. Way. Yep, that's fine. Just send it to Tom. He'll give me 25 bucks. That was All the right. bet. CEO right. gets 25. We Are we ready to make picks for week 16? Will, you said you're locked in. You got your double sperm bank pick of the week, and I already told you you're going to be hearing sperm. from my lawyers about that. There's yeah. some copyright infringement <laughs> double, double there. Double sperm. Double um, sperm. All right. Sean, let's start off with the locals here. Um, Want to start off with my New York Jets? Yeah, we only got a few more weeks of these, thank God. Um, <laughs> Jets are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home to the Jaguars, the only team that they would ever be favored against. And, Tom, I went with your Jets the last few weeks thinking that they'd be able to do something. I'm going to take the Jaguars in this Ooh, game. Okay. Okay. Well, let's say you, my friend. All right. Well, you know, Tommy's my boy. And I'm listening to Zach Wilson. He's the future. I'm going with the Jets. <laughs> All right. Jets minus two and a half. Uh, just a quick update. Uh, on the standings for the year, I had a bad week last week because I didn't give a recap there. I don't want to be that guy that that brags when they win and doesn't doesn't hold it when they lose. I went one and three. Sean, you went three and one. Good week by you. I am twenty six and twenty four, still above five hundred for the year. Sean, you are twenty seven and twenty four. Um, I needed so. that week. Yeah, you definitely needed that week coming down the stretch. You're a half game up. Will, before we keep moving, by the way, I'm taking the Jets here, minus two and a half. Will, who wins this season? Sean and I are one and one against each other so far, and we don't repay our bets. Oh, uh, listen, I'm going to have to go with Sean after the... Hey, now. Wow. A lot of late jumping that you should have done that you didn't do. Uh, you know, I'll take that over fast food for Sean any day of the week. I appreciate that, Will. Look yeah. at that Giants fan and, and, and Cowboy fan coming together here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Switching my Cincy pick to Denver was just an all-timer. I mean, I know Teddy Bridgewater got a concussion, but that that was a dumb pick. Um, let's move on to the next local game, and we have the New York Giants facing the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Giants are 10-point favorites. Will, I'll let you lead this no, one off. Not. Uh, excuse They're me, the Eagles are 10-point favorites. I'll let you lead this one off, Will. I'm going with the New York football Giants wow. just in the fact that I hope they start Jake Fromm. That's what I'm hoping for. Start okay. Jake Fromm, and this will be a six-point game. Shawnee boy. It's Jake Fromm time, baby, which means we're going to be losing just as much as we did when we had Mike Glennon. So, yeah, 10 points. That's an easy Eagles win. Uh, I'm not worried about that at all. So you're taking Philly minus 10? Yeah. I am taking Philly minus 10 as well. Looks like we're going head-to-head against Will there. All right, out-of-market games. We have two The Giants haven't won in Philly in, like, 14 years. Oof. That's tough. That's a tough scene. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win. I said just saying I say they're going to cover. No, I hear you, but I thought the win stat was something else. <laughs> All right, Will, you're the guest. We'll let you have the floor here. Your third pick, your first out of market pick. I'm going to go with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears at Seattle plus seven. 
they're going to cover that spread. They'll probably lose by like four, maybe five. Seattle's terrible. I watched that game against the Rams the other night. It's literally run, run, incompletion. Russell Wilson, I don't know if it's the finger. I don't know what it is, but Russell Wilson dropped out of my top ten of quarterbacks. Whoa, we'll have to do that pod in the offseason because there's not much going on with our QB tiers. Um, Yeah, I like that pick. Honestly, I stared at it for a while. Sean? Yeah, this is a fun game because – Tom and I were both invested. He needs the Seahawks to lose, and I need the Bears to lose. Um, I went to Green Bay uh, for Christmas Day action. The Packers are seven and a half point favorites over the Browns. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Browns. Um, the Packers are rolling in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and a half. I'm very happy to take the Packers covering this one in, in Lambeau. Yep. I like that pick. Another one that I stared at. I am going to Houston. Chargers are favored by nine and a half. I'm going to jump on that spread. I like that one, too. That's a good bet as well. All right. Um, fourth pick here. Sean, uh, we'll let you go first because Will wants to do a little, have a little uh, anticipation for his double sperm bank pick of the week. I'm going to let him go last here. It's, un- it's uncomfortable is what it is. Um, <laughs> I'll go to Atlanta. <laughs> Where the uh, where the Lions are six point underdogs in Atlanta. Do you guys watch the Falcons at all? If you do, please uh, for stop. whatever reason you need to stop. <laughs> uh, they're fucking horrific. And wait, the Lions, wait, wait, wait. Before, fighting... you, before you put Jared Goff might be have COVID this week. I don't David give Blau. two shits. David Blau, let's go. Uh, well, like honestly, Lions. I'm glad Sean stuck with it there. But fuck you for giving him that information. <laughs> No, I like. I still like this. Hey, it's not like Jared Goff is the X factor here. Their defense is not terrible. I mean, he kind of did torch Arizona by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta I be like, honest. I, like I gotta be honest. I like I'd feel better about my Jets, and you should feel better about your Giants if we had Jared Goff as quarterback. 100%. Oh, for a hundred percent. But that just that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that does, that's not saying much, right? That's not saying much. Um, I've always said Goff is a legitimate NFL starter. He's not the best, but he's he's a legitimate NFL starter. David Blau is not, but he'll start this game. All I'm trying to say is the Falcons, they fucking blow. Uh, so I'm going to take the Lions. I know you hate the Falcons, but I don't think – Falcons and the Vikings for you, Sean, I don't think you should ever include them in your bets, win or lose. So this I know, be really and I've been staying away from it. I've been staying away. Nice. They're pulling you back in. Another team that you like to keep out of your bets for my sperm bank pick of the week – I have Minnesota plus three. Mm. That's this, a good pick. This, I mean, this game, it's a Kirk Cousins game. It's either a 1 o'clock or probably a 4 o'clock game. And this not has, on TV. Not on TV. Nobody sees it. This has Minnesota putting up 30, 32 <laughs> points written all over it because nobody expects them to win. And they're going to have a big comeback game. From I mean, I know they won this past week, but... Again, you said it earlier, Sean. Kirk Cousins, 85 passing yards. Kirk Cousins is going to have a monster game because nobody's watching, and that's what he does. That's my sperm mm-hmm. bank pick of the week, Minnesota plus three. All right, Will Smith. Nice. You need me to insert like a drum roll here or something? No, no, no. Some no, sound just, effects? Uh, it just, just Sean, like the guy that you picked for MVP, I don't know, if it was last year or the year before that. <laughs> like 10 years he ago. He just dropped his sperm bank pick of the week on that guy. Yeah. So my sperm, sperm bank pick of the week, I don't care who he has. After not putting a touchdown up, Uh-oh. taking the Tampa Bay mm, up in years, I like minus this. 11. 
You know, I looked at this game real hard. Uh, this is this is like a lock. This is like a mortal lock. Good pick. Would you would you be surprised if Tom Brady's like, "Yo, Julian, get down here. I need you." And Julian <laughs> shows up and he has eight catches for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. He might need him. I mean, I'm sure he's made the phone call or at least shot a text. Yeah, they have nobody. Fournette's out. Godwin's out. Evans is out. Fournette is out. Would you is be Brown surprised back if this week? who? Tony. Is Antonio Brown back this week? Uh, I mean, that's that that's what they've been saying that he might be back. Maybe he got but a better would you be fake. Surprised uh... if Ronald Jones has three touchdowns this week? Oh would no, not surprised? at all. Not exactly. at all. So, so I'm there's... taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus eleven. That about <laughs> that about locks it in for a lot of testosterone this week. A lot of sperm. A lot. A lot. That was sponsored by Philip Rivers. Yeah, no, that's a big Philip Rivers sponsor. <laughs> there. Antonio Cromartie. The banks, the bank is going to be, yeah, maybe a little Sean Kemp too. Uh, the bank, listen, either the bank's going to be in a lot of debt, like damn near bankrupt this week, or it's going to be fucking in the green, full. Let's hope Minnesota covers. Let's hope Tampa Bay covers. Boys, it's been fun. Will, we're going to have you back on during the playoffs for a little recap, whether or not Dallas wins. Um, I'll be on regardless. And then, listen, it's it's going to be a boring spring and summer, so we're going to have to drum up some podcasts where, you know, Sean and I last on Monday did our top three meals. You got any meals, by the way, before we go that that, that you have for the year? Top three meals of the year? meals? Yeah, like we went top. Food-wise? Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I love a good mac and cheese. No, no, no. I'm not asking for... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said meals. Yeah, but I'm not asking for, like, your favorite meal of all time. I'm saying, like... What's the best three meals you had in 2021? Like a, like, like a memorable, like, like sit down to dinner kind. Yeah, or or oh, whatever, okay. or something you made, like a restaurant you went to, whatever. Like you could be like, oh, I had good wings at B Dubs this year or something. I don't know. <laughs> like a good uh, well, obviously, uh, still, I'm gonna go with number one, my Karen Smith's mac and cheese. Number okay. one. Okay. Um, and then it probably has to be, you know, a nice little medium platter at Buffalo Wild Wings, a little. A little teriyaki, a little mild, maybe a little Parmesan garlic, throw it in there. Okay, what's um, number three here? <laughs> and then, you know, number three has to be Auntie Gracie's brownies. Like, I don't care. Like, that's number three. It's not three. a meal. No, oh, listen, no, let's, let's, let's let him have it. Yeah, Will is showing his you know, true colors here. He likes to play to plane, Sean. He likes to play to plane. Right. He's, he's a simple guy. I'm a simple uh, guy, Sean. That's very obvious. All right, <laughs> well, it was great talking to you, Will. Sean, always a pleasure, dude. Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back on Monday, and we will be back at some point, everybody. Hey, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Merry, hey, Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks Thank for you for me coming on. on. Will, I will see you. By the way, Sean, Will, will texted me yesterday. I want to just say this, like straight up bitching me out, like, oh, I guess my invite to the pod got lost or something. And I was like, dude, it's Tuesday. I forgot what day it was, Sean, to be honest. That was the response I had at the time. I go, I literally forgot what day it was. You were ready to go. You were shooting out fire until you realized <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, I was like what I the fuck was is this guy attacking me for? Like, oh, that's my bad. My yeah, bad. and then he it. had me thinking, like, holy shit, is it Wednesday? Like, did I fuck? <laughs> Sean's about to bitch uh, me out funny. too. He so, was ready I got to too go. excited. I got too excited to be on uh, your guys' pod. You know. Well, so thank you for coming on. It is Wednesday. Hey guys, right anytime. Now. Thanks for having me. Christmas is a couple days. Just make sure you show up. I'll see you there. I'll be there. All right, later. <laughs>